Hey, this is Mike Goldberg, the voice of Bellator MMA. Join us right now for MMA FanCast. Welcome to the show. Today we are interviewing Cam Allgaier, who is an undefeated uh, up-and-comer MMA amateur fighter here in Pennsylvania, who will be taking on another undefeated um, amateur up-and-comer fighter at 247 Fighting Championships Brawl in the Berg 3, taking place March 14th at Princescape Arena in Cannonsburg. Cam, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me on. It's great to have you on the show. Um, one of the things that's really cool for me having you on is I have interviewed you in cage um, for both of your fights, um, and this is the first time I've had you on the show. So to me, I've interviewed you before, but it's super exciting to see you come on uh, the show. Let's first hear about those two fights. You are officially 2-0 and in MMA, and both of them were done for 247 Fighting Championships. So kind of take us through your your two-fight MMA career so far. Yeah, uh, the first fight, that was against um, Rodney Miracle. Uh, he was probably the toughest guy I fought so far. He went on one another one after he lost the eight, bounced back. Uh, and then uh, Clay Ducci, who... Uh, Man, he was too strong. He had that dad strength. He was like 30 years old. That was a that was a strong man. But uh, yeah, yeah, nice, nice performances. Those nights out, gave away with the win. Well, that's a that's a very simplistic and humble way to say it, which is great. Um, when I interviewed you after your first fight against Rodney and you had won, you mentioned something that I'll bring up now, and that is that even though you're young, you're 20, right? Right around 20? Yeah, 20. 20. So I had mentioned to you in cage that you're young, and it was a great first MMA fight for you, and congratulations on your first fight. And you said that you've been training um, the components of and training for MMA for a while. So why don't you talk about that? Because one of the things that we bring up on this show is that this is kind of the new generation of MMA, and you're in that who have you're not 25, 30 years old and then trying to figure out MMA, but you're starting MMA young and you've worked all the aspects of MMA. So why don't you talk about your pre-MMA career? So I started, like, the first uh, MMA practice I ever did. That was way back in uh, middle school in sixth grade. And uh, I did it a couple years, you know, took a break on and off. Uh, but, uh, I would say I've been training consistently now for roughly five years straight. Mm. And, uh, you know, I've been training with good people ever since I moved up to Grill Owl. Um, Ethan Goss is a pro, you know, one of the higher-ranked ones in the state. You know, I train with him every single day. 
know, I get get a lot of good work in. Um, even though I'm young, it's still a lot of uh, a lot of experience that I'm that I'm building. Absolutely, and to, to throw a little bit more in about Crow House, you mentioned Ethan Goss. We've had him on the show here a couple times, and he is very excited to have you. He talks about how professional you are, how great of a student you are, how much you push him. When he came on this show right before he fought for the title for 247 November, he talked about how he goes with you a lot of times in the gym, you know, he's working against you and how you push him uh, to make him better, even though he's obviously at a pretty high ranked uh, regional pro level. And what's it, what's it like to know that you're pushing and training every day with somebody who's 15 fights or 20 fights into their career? Uh, Ethan's a lot more um, giving, giving about the situation and how it really happened. <laughs> Yeah, he beats me up every single day, and uh, everyone's still around, and he'll hear about it for the next three months. So that's that's why he's always has to push against me, because that off chance that he loses the round, that's all he hears about. I'll text him about it, message him on Instagram, in the gym. So uh, that's that's where most of the push comes from. But, um, yeah, it feels good. Like, going against him, he's really uh, – he's a lot better than his record shows. He's a lot better than – his last performance, but like going you know, to other gyms, you know, like the, the divide between between their top guys and how Ethan is here, it, it makes me pretty proud of where I'm at now. And uh, the gym as a whole, like the level of competition I get every single day, middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. Well, yeah, and that's a big part, you know, why we want to bring people like you on the show is because we're getting excited for two for seven fighting championship brawl in the Berg three. If anybody's within driving distance of Cannonsburg, just south of Pittsburgh, it's worth coming. I know you guys are from Altoona. You've come out. Now this is your third time. Every MMA fight you've had has been for two, four, seven. Um, do you, do you like that? Do you like the fact that you have sort of a home away from home? Because I know, having listened to the crowd, that you're gaining fans who have seen your, literally your entire career. Yeah, it's nice. I really like the venue. I like how Ryan handles uh, fighters. It's a really fighter-focused organization. Um, it's nice for me because I'm actually from Pittsburgh. So, you know, you know, fight down there, and all my family comes out to support. You know, all my friends are down mm. there. So it's real, real nice, conveniently located. Like I said, Ryan uh, really, really cares about the fighters. Yeah, that's Brian Milton. For people that might not know, he is the owner of 247. And what's interesting about 247 is it has not quite been a full year. You fought on a debut card that 247 ever had, which was April 6th. So March 14th is just under a year. And it's exciting to see what 247 is doing and, and kind of how much they're growing. Obviously, they were able to really launch the comma the death star worthy from regional mma into the ufc he was an absolute monster in the regional circuits and and circuit and should have been given the opportunity uh to fight in the ufc a long time ago but he made it and really he was um his last couple of fights were in 247 so it's great when you were talking about training let's kind of bring it back to what you're doing right now and what is your sort of daily routine because i know that we're interviewing right now and you're on the road driving home from training so what's your daily schedule like in the life 
of Cam Algar, particularly balancing whatever you do during the day with your training? Yeah, so training, that's, that's a block that, you know, I try not to, not to have anything overlap with. Um, so usually I have class from about 10 to 1, so from 7 to, to 10 I'm working, you know, doing, doing uh, small construction. Um, then I go to class straight from class, usually, uh, usually straight to the gym and then, uh, hit up practice, you know, socialize, go home, do homework, fall asleep, do it all the next day. That's a busy day, busy schedule, but it works. Yes, it's very, it takes a lot of dedication. That's one thing. Not that pros aren't dedicated. Uh, I've had a lot of fighters on this show that have made the step from being bivocational or doing multiple things to just fighting. And in some ways, yes, it takes a lot of dedication, but that's all they're doing then. What's it like balancing work, school, and training uh, for you here now for the last several years? It's really, like... It gets busy, but um, the people who just train all the day, personally, I don't, I don't get it. Because you can only train if you're actually training, if you're actually pushing. If you do two a days, maybe four hours out of your day is training, okay? So you sleep for eight hours, you, you eat for maybe two. <laughs> you still have that huge chunk of time, and, you know, if you're not doing nothing, like, you're sitting on the couch, like, I don't see how those people see that as a benefit, whereas, you know, like, Obviously, I may be taken away from time working and going to school. Now I can't do two a days. Still, there's so much time in a day that only doing doing training doesn't make sense to me personally. Well, yeah, and that actually is a great attitude to have. Obviously, you're you're at the amateur level, and but I think there is something from what you're saying, which is you have focused time. It's important when you get into the gym that you do your work. In fact, sometimes champs uh, you know and i'm not thinking of anybody in particular but we've seen it in mma where somebody accomplishes something or is full-time pro and then they talk later about losing focus and you know goofing off because they felt like they could do whatever they want so it's something to be said even donald cowboy cerrone obviously just had the the bad loss to connor but he has talked about how it's important for him to have the farm and do all his other stuff because he's even said you can't train 10, 12 hours a day, you just can't do it. So it's important to balance that out. Now, you've mentioned schoolwork a few times. What is your school? What are you doing schoolwork-wise? What are you working on as far as subjects? I go to University of Pittsburgh at Johnstown. I'm there mm -hmm. for civil engineering. So there's a lot of uh, lab reports, um, problems, stuff like that. But uh, not too bad. And what was the type of engineering you said? Civil. Civil, okay, all right, um, and that's that's great to work on. Are you what year are you in in civil engineering? I'm a junior, junior, yeah. Junior, gotcha. You definitely have a lot. You have a lot that you're doing, which is wonderful. Do you look forward to summers, or should I say, what do you do during the summer that because you're off of school that you may not be able to do, or when you're in school, how does your summers change for you? Summer, I work a lot more, which is nice because, mm -hmm. you know, scraping by sucks. So, in the summer, I work a lot more. Uh, I do a lot more uh, practices on the weekends at other gyms. So, a lot of times, I'll go down for a whole weekend to Pittsburgh, hit up Stout, hit up uh, mm -hmm. Matt Factory and all the other gyms down there. So, it's a lot more free time in the summer. I do look forward to it. 
Yeah, that must be that must be great. Also, um, there's another two four seven is going to have a fight uh, May twenty third, which is technically kind of before uh, the summer, which is interesting. So, let's get back to the fact that you guys are two undefeated early in your career for sure, two and zero and two and zero. Um, I know that Dylan's had some kickboxing, and you've had some uh, grappling, right? BJJ and grappling tournament and um, high school wrestling, things like that. So you guys have a lot. You're bringing, I would say, as amateurs, not only are you guys undefeated, you have a lot more skill than maybe some other amateurs who might have just been learning recently. You have a well-rounded skill set, and he has a well-rounded skill set. What do you know about Dylan Harnish, um, and kind of why did you agree to fight him? I had him on the show a little bit ago and asked him the same question because I know, for a matter of fact, that there are easier, in amateur, there's easier opponents that you could take who are 1-3 and three or 0-2, oh something like that. So why go after um, an undefeated guy like Dylan? Um, I would like to make a correction real quick. You say he's 2-0. Yeah. Technically, he's 2-0. But that first win was from a disqualification. And I don't think Ham will beat John Jones. So, you know. <laughs> wow. He's, he's a, very, very good to point that fighter. out. He's a one-to-know Very player. Nice. He, had, he had one win against the guy. Uh, showed a lot of power in his hands. But, I mean, I took the fight because, one, I'm not here to to build up an amateur record. You know, if I'm going right. to add my record, I'm going to do that as a pro. Right now, it's about taking as many fights as I can and taking hard fights whenever they come across. Um, and that's something that I told, you know, that's something my coaches believe in. That's something I believe in. That's something that we tell promoters whenever we're looking for fights. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is someone who has power, um, but I mean, other than that, you know, like, it's a fight. I, I think I'm going to win or else I wouldn't take it. If I thought I was, you know, had no chance, wouldn't take it. I think I have, think I have a good chance. He's the hardest opponent I can fight right now. Um, once I get this Mm -hmm. next fight, uh, the pool really does open up now that I can go to the advanced amateur rules. Um, Mm -hmm. but right now he's definitely the toughest guy that I could, that I can go against. Well, absolutely. Thanks for kind of sharing where you are. I think amateurs sometimes get that mindset wrong and you clearly have the right mindset. Amateurs are all about learning. And sometimes some of the best pros, when you look back at the amateur record, have more losses than you think because they were taking tough opponents. They were taking, they wanted to learn, they wanted to be pushed and maybe put against a style that isn't good for them. And in your case, you're, hey, he's the toughest guy you have right now, which is always the mindset that you want to have, regardless of record. We've seen that that happen. Uh, another thing that's interesting is you mentioned advanced amateur rules. And I brought this up on this show before that in Pennsylvania, there's really three categories of fighting. There's pure amateur, advanced amateur, and then pros. And pro rules are more of what people expect to see, similar, um, almost identical to UFC um, rules. And so what are you looking forward to the most for advanced amateur? And then I'm going to fill the people in that are listening on what advanced amateur rules entail. But what, what are you looking forward to most post this fight, May and forward, as far as advanced amateur rules? What I'm looking forward to most is uh, ground and pound to the head on the ground. Um, me being a wrestler, I get on top, and it's kind of like, yeah. man, like, what, what do I do now? Um, so that's that's what I'm looking forward to most. What I'm looking forward to the least is uh, taking the shift pads off, man. I'm not 
<laughs> not looking forward to clashing shins with anybody. Does not seem like a good time. I appreciate you pointing out what you like the most. Um, and also you look the, what you like the least that definitely shin to shin is definitely a, a, a different thing on, on a somewhat serious note when it comes to shin. Um, there are people that do shin conditioning drills uh, when they're going to pro or when they're doing Muay Thai or things that don't have shin pads. Have you and Ethan kind of looked at that? Do you think you'll be doing some shin type stuff, a leg uh, deadening or any of those different things, techniques people use to toughen up their shins post this fight? You know, I walk around my apartment with none of the lights on at night a lot. You know, I go to the bathroom and uh, that's, that's some shin condition right there, bumping into all the end tables and chairs. So uh, <laughs> I think that's going to be the extent for me, you know. Um, honestly, I feel like what I've heard from, from most pros is taking the heavy bag and doing road work that's going to that's going to be good enough. You don't need to be out there smacking your shins with the bamboo sticks. So if I can stick away from that, I will. But uh, like I said, that's something that's something that if uh, my coach Darren or Ray, if they if they think I should be doing that, then I'll do it. Absolutely. And getting back to the ground and pound, one thing to point out to people that may not know, and you probably know this, but there is a caveat to ground and pound in advanced amateur, and that is closed fist only. And that is to prevent elbows on the ground. So you still have ground and pound, but I like to call it modified ground and pound because we've seen the difference between punching on the ground, which is still devastating for ground and pound, but we've also seen fighters that specialize in the use of elbows for ground and pound. So that will actually still be eliminated. Another thing that comes into play for advanced amateur is head kicks being legal. Uh, still no knees to the face being legal. Um, and so that's still, that's still a difference and no elbows, um, in the, uh, in the standing up region. So really one of the main differences is closed fist, ground and pound, no shin pads and, um, head kicks. Plus something that might interest you in advanced amateurs. They also allow heel hooks and things that, um, are not straight leg locks, which I don't know if you do a lot of leg lock drills or something, but right now the way it is in uh, amateur base level, to my knowledge, is straight leg locks only, which would be um, like a like an ankle lock, a straight ankle lock, or a knee bar. I believe those are legal in amateur, but anything that twists the knee, which would be a heel hook, is not legal in amateur. Um, but anyhow, so that's cool that you're looking forward to the advanced amateur rules. Um, what do you want for yourself here in your last pure amateur before advanced amateur. What are you looking for as far as performance or as far as growth from yourself? Um, win. Uh, anything else really doesn't matter at the end of the day. I want the win. Um, you know, so looking forward to going out That's there and having fun. But, uh, yeah, other than that, just going out there. Uh, I'm feeling good about this fight. I feel, uh, feel pretty confident well that's a great attitude to have i cannot wait to see you in action march 14th to everyone listening to this come out now's the time to buy tickets to 247 fighting championship for Allenberg three to see cam i have a feeling that in the future 
you're going to have to pay a lot more to see Cam Algar in action. So come out, support Cam and all the other fighters. Uh, March 14th at the Princecape Arena. Cam, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for giving a shout out to your training partners and your coaches and everybody at Gorilla House. Can't wait to see you in action March 14th. Thank you.